Hey everybody, you're listening to Showing Up with Edward Terrace, and today I wanted to talk about how important the first deal is. So roughly about, oh gosh, I don't know, was it three years ago now? Maybe three years ago, I sold my first property, and before doing that, a lot of what held me back was just not believing myself for something that I never did. You know, of course, it's if something's never been done, there can be self-doubt. But even if, if something has been done before, but you have yet to do it, uh, you can have a hard time believing in yourself because you don't know what the process is like. And I was talking to Megan this morning about her goals and kind of what her what her life wants to look like. And the funny thing about work is so she goes into work and she'll, you know, work eight to noon or whatever. And then by one o'clock they are just kind of waiting for people to reach out to them, ask some questions, and they're just sitting there. So a lot of times people I can only imagine what the statistic is. Maybe somebody has it out there of how much time is wasted at work, um, which is probably a big reason with during this pandemic where people were able to give up their leases and just have people work from home because a lot of time was just spent doing nothing in the office anyway. But for her, I know, you know, she doesn't want to, you know, once her work is done, she wants it to be done. And we kind of started to go through what, it would be like for her to kind of do stuff on her own. So to kind of give you some context here, uh, Megan works as a loan processor for a specific loan company, and she wants to close out her own loans to help people get property. And of course, when you work at any specific job, you'll get the, the base pay, and then when you do everything on your own or you run your own business, you everything's on you. And then, of course, you can control your own schedule. But that's what comes with that, uh, the risk. And uh, for her, it would take about six months because we're getting married. We have other expenses going on. But it would take six months for extra savings for her to get about six months worth of finances. So at that point in time, if she was to become her own like loan officer per se, where you're working 100% off commission, <clears throat> excuse me, then we would take the assumption in that you know just for like anything, let's just kind of put this towards anything, whether you're you're selling stuff online or uh, you have something where maybe you're a physical trainer, you have a certain amount of time that's going to take before you get paid on something. So I told her, I said, let's assume that by the time you get a client, it's going to take two months before that actually closes out, before they actually get a house and they close on it. Maybe a month of searching and then a month of the transaction. And uh, <coughs> man, I don't know what's going on with my cough today. But then let's assume you've never done this before because you haven't. And it's going to take you four months to even get somebody who's ready, willing, and able. So need about six months. What, what's going to be 
the doubts that you're going to have in your mind that you're going to have to get past. Because anytime somebody starts something new, there's going to be doubt and there's going to be something you have to move past. So at that point in time, I started thinking about my self-doubts and how this could translate to pretty much anybody in life where I remember closing my first deal. And after I closed it, I was like, that's it? That's what I was so worried about? And I learned a lot of things such as how long does it take to actually close out a deal so I can get paid? Um, How much time and how many people do I have to meet before I can find somebody who actually wants to work with me? And it only took one to really move me forward. So you'll hear people that are in the house flipping industry and you hear, just get your first deal. Just get your first deal and it's okay if you break even. It's it's okay even if you lose a little bit of money because the knowledge and equipment and everything that you're going to gain is going to be so much more than the profit that you could have obtained. So why, when they say why is it so important to get that first deal is because you're not just getting a deal done. You're eradicating the fears and the doubts that you have and you're facing your fears because once you close one and you get past the fear and your confidence builds in whatever you're doing, then you know what needs to be done next time and you just replicate it. Anytime anybody's ever done anything great, how many things do they do? Of course, you'll have like your anomalies where you have somebody who does multiple things. But typically when somebody does multiple things, it stems from the one thing that they did and then then therefore they built brand awareness. So they started doing other things. Um, Let's take like Joe Joe Rogan, for instance. You know, he was a, a TV personality and then he eventually started a podcast and then he did UFC commentating and all kind of just wrapped into one and now he's just he is Joe Rogan but if he hadn't done one thing repeatedly uh, he wouldn't have had the rest of that so when we think about getting like one deal done you think about let's say like Kobe or uh, Grant Cardone any of these people, <coughs> they they do one thing and they do it well. They There's so many things that I used to be afraid of. Like, oh my God, what if I, you know, go to somebody's house to sell it and they're, they're an attorney or they're, uh, they're a doctor. They're going to be way smarter than me. No, they're not. Whatever it is that you do, let's say you're a physical trainer and you know body mechanics and physiology and w- whatever it is that you're working on really, really well, whoever that you're encountering to help with something, they don't know probably shit about what you do. So like, just assume that you're the expert and that's going to be one fear that you're, you might have to get past. Uh, another one is, okay, I want to go, let's say from doing this job to doing this full-time for myself and 
there's going to be a time and point where you're going to be uncomfortable because you're not getting paid. So what I was talking to Megan about this morning, as I said, you know, once you, let's say you stop working as LP1 and then you move on to being an actual loan officer, uh, there's going to be a certain amount of time, like I was saying before, before you get paid. It's almost like we're, we live in a culture where a society where it's, it is frowned upon to break even. It's frowned upon to be in a situation where there's uncertainty. And it's not because people are concerned about you. It's because they are afraid of uncertainty in general. So then it is translated over to you and the next generation and the next generation after that. Because when you live with uncertainty, a lot of times the greatest things come from the, the, the biggest risks. So when you're going through that uncertain time of like financial insecurity is as long as you can get to a point in time where let's say you had a six month savings or whatever your comfortable level is and you have three deals or you, you have three months that go by without getting paid. That's okay. You still have three months after that. You know, you just got to figure out how to do it once. Because once you figure out how to do it once, the second time that you do it is going to be so much faster. Your ROI is going to be so much better. What I mean by ROI is not just the return on the money, but the, the return on the time that you spent for the task you did to complete to get paid. So if you're thinking about making a change like that. A lot of people don't make that change because they'll not get paid for a month, two months, three months. At some point in time, somebody's going to break and they're going to go back to the certainty, the guaranteed pay. But just like I've said before, where the task will expand to the time that you allot it is very relevant here just as you will work to get paid in the amount of time that you need for the money to pay your bills. So if you have six months, damn near, you're probably going to use five months of that time up to actually get a paycheck. And then after that, you're going to get another paycheck in the next month to cover your next month of bills. And you're just going to repeat it month after month. So, you know, if, if, you're thinking about making a change, uh, you're not going to get through your fear or self-doubt by not not leaping. You know, you, you have to go into uncharted territory and, and deal with those fears because let's say that you were to take those five months, okay? You spent six months building up a six-month savings and then you took the leap and after five months or six months of doing whatever you're deciding to do and it didn't work out, you know, that that job or whatever it is that you were doing that you weren't happy with or uh, whatever it may be will always be there. You know, it's like 
when I went from renting apartments to selling property, there was a sales cycle in rentals that I understood. And I knew that I could meet somebody in a day and I could rent them a property in a day. Maybe I would meet them in a day and it would take a couple days or a week. Um, depending on the type of individual or client that I was dealing with, I knew exactly about you know how long it would take me to get paid. So that is certain. That certainty will always be there. So I like I thought to myself, what do I have to lose? What I'm gonna take out this ten grand loan and then I'm you know I took a chance and now I'm, I'm back right where I started. Um, that's almost a perspective that you have to have in your mind because if typically you do make that leap and you invest six months of figuring out how to do one thing specifically, there's only so many fears and responses that you're going to get within yourself for certain things that you do. And with six months of investing in yourself, you can figure out how to do one thing. I mean, you really can. And then you just do it over and over again. Am I making sense here? I hope I am. But that's something I just kind of wanted to to talk about today because I, I know for me, I definitely complicate things, but, and I'm sure all of us do at some point in time. But, you know, I am very comfortable to the point now with not, you know, I'm, I'm not like super comf- comfortable financially, but I'm very comfortable with my ability. You know, money will come and go, but when you have skill, ability, and confidence that stays with you, um, the money then will not, will eventually not become an issue because the investment that you made in those six months to make that change, it stays. And I think that's sometimes the difference between like, let's say somebody's working a job where they're, they're not able to invest in themselves, but they just get that, they do the work, they go to work, and then when the month is over, they've paid their bills, they got to restart because there's no leverage. They go in for the work where that's why people say it's so important for you to invest in yourself to invest in getting past those fears invest in getting that one skill that you can repeat over and over again because then you decide what you want to do you decide how much you want to replicate it if you don't want to replicate it twice in the month because you only want to replicate it once every month because then you want to spend the rest of your time doing blank this or blank that uh then you decide so um everybody Thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. I love all of you. I love that you come here. I don't know who you are, but you know, I check on my podcast weekly and I'm like, oh, these are the people that came by or the amount of number that came by. And uh, that that's something that's kind of very similar to this podcast is I do not do much different every podcast. Do I have a certain topic that's a little bit different? Sure. Uh, but once I figured out how to produce a podcast... I come into my little like sanctuary room, I click record, I start talking about something that I've been working through, I hit end, I upload it to Anchor, I give it a title, I give it a like a subject, and I schedule it for the Wednesday at 8 a.m. that you guys are listening to this. And then I just do that every single week. 
I repeat it. I've done it 150 times. It's, you know, a lot of people, some people may not think it's miraculous, but some people might be like, wow, like this guy has X amount of episodes, but I didn't do anything different than the first time I posted it. Sure. I get a little bit better. Um, sure. I get a little bit of ROI, a return of investment in my time because I do a little bit quicker, which is a part of this, but do you see what I'm getting at? Um, it's, it becomes so easy for you to, to do something, um, after you get past that first thing. So, uh, but I've done rambling here, guys. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much again.